And so with that, everybody, I want to welcome back to the podcast, Chris, Marie, and Susan. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> excited to be here. Yes. Glad uh, I am so excited to have you guys back. There's been a lot, right? I mean, we're here at the end of the year. You guys have been doing such tremendous work in helping people make the conflict that they have in their lives, work, life, actually be productive. So why don't we just start off with what's been up and what's new? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing for people that haven't heard of us or on your podcast, you know, conflict can be a dirty word. <laughs> and so people, you know, focus on avoiding it or diffusing it or managing it. But what that does is it takes all the creative potential out of the conflict. And conflict is inevitable. It's natural in any relationship, but we were not taught good tools to deal with it. And so when we bump into it, it increases our stress response. And we're like, ah, get me out of here. And that mm -hmm. happens at work. It happens at home. It happens inside of you. It's not just yeah. between other people. I mean, one of the biggest things, probably in health and wellness, is that your relationship to yourself. And we are so, these mm. days, under so much stress that we are actually way more compartmentalized. Our internal systems aren't even communicating well with each other <laughs> because of the level of stress and incoherence. And so that in and of itself is another opportunity to find the beauty in conflict not just inside of me, but between us and all around. And when people don't deal with that internal conflict or even the relational conflict, what winds up happening is they get sick. So they come to the health healthcare <laughs> and maybe you can give them medication, but until they learn to resolve and find their own agency in conflict, mm -hmm. it could be a really stressful, detrimental situation for the human being and their relationships and their health. Yes. So great. I love it. From the inside to interpersonal to organizational, it's a much needed skill to have. Folks, if you haven't had a chance, Chris, Marie, and Susan have incredible content from their book, which you see in the background, <laughs> to their podcast. We're going to link up everything that they offer in the show notes because conflict is never going to go away and we have to deal with it. My wife was telling me, you know, hey, my son, our son, you know, it was just kind of like the internal conflict. You know, he's kind of talking negatively to himself lately and these kids have a hard time. And so we were literally having this conversation yesterday about we have to help guide that internal dialogue within himself and within ourselves as healthcare entrepreneurs. It's so important. We have a lot of pressure on ourselves and also healthcare providers. So what are some things that you guys have seen this year work for conflict? Well, one of the things is in conflict, when we bump into it, whether it's that internal or external, but I'll say interpersonally, we have a big stress reaction. And if we just try to shove down what we're feeling, that's like trying to keep a beach ball underwater. It will pop up. So we'll wind up blurting something or we'll gossip behind somebody else's back. And so what we've done this year, this was really in COVID. We did so much research on how to actually help people deal with stress because it was just stress everywhere. Mm. And so studying all sorts of people that work with the brain and the nervous system, too often we don't have skills on how to manage that, our own nervous system. And so there's simple tools to come down that stress curve when you bump into conflict. And, you know, that's true as someone who is dealing with a healthcare issue. But also, I think of this also is really key for providers, for anyone in the healthcare system, because... I just think of the people I know that are physicians that are working day to day, 
they are sometimes numb to the amount of stress that they are dealing with. And unless they recognize how that has become sort of a habitual pattern, eventually, I think that's why there's such a high level of burnout. Physicians have one of the highest suicide, you know, different issues. And I think it's because of this very thing of how well do you deal with stress? And of course, as a doctor, you're not supposed to look stressed (laughs) out. But, you know, you you could might be able to be angry like that for male doctors. It might be okay to be that like socially acceptable. But if you're living in that stress response, one, you don't know it. So it becomes your new normal. Yeah. So now I am frustrated and I'm short tempered and I'm making decisions. Mm -hmm. When you're stressed, your IQ drops 10 to 15 points. And so you really want to start one noticing what do I do under stress? Mm-hmm. And then we can intervene. I think you wanted to say something. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a great discussion. So then, okay, we all get into our groove. And, you know, how do you know, like, this sort of like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you're stressed. How do you figure that out? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this is where... For me, it becomes a really critical, the relational aspect of it, because the best way to begin to get feedback, well, one, you, you could listen to your own internal symptoms and body symptoms. You'd probably get some cue. Most people are not very good at doing that. But you can also really become better at asking for feedback and really being willing to hear what's coming back. People don't often ask, what is the impact I'm having? Versus, you know, we think about intent. I had a good intent, but intent isn't really probably as critical as impact. And so you have to be willing to find out how is this impacting you? Be curious and interested in what's going on around you. And this also gets into power dynamics. If you've got physicians and nurses and all those sorts of things. And so Mm. it's a risk for somebody to actually say, well, you know, when you come out of surgery or when you're trying to rattle off after a client meet." You actually are really intense and I can't actually keep up with you. To not actually defend against it, just to try to say thank you, to try Mm -hmm. to receive the feedback. And that's hard for smart people who are going fast because that going fast piece is the stress response. So going from one meeting to the next, not giving your brain time to actually cool down. Doctors know this, but they still operate. We interviewed a doctor who 14 years, she had her own collapse because she said, I spent 14 years sleep deprived and Mm. not aware Mm. of it. So I think the demand on physicians is so great. And so you can also do an internal, you know, you can put a timer on your watch and every hour go, okay, what am I thinking? This is like, even for your son, Saul, what am I thinking? What are my emotions, if I'm aware of any, and what are the sensations in my body? A lot of times when we're stressed, we don't feel any, you know, we're numb. So slowing down, Mm. taking pauses to come back inside, to even become aware, Mm. then you can make different choices. So that's an internal as well as asking for feedback and saying thank Mm -hmm. you. That's fantastic. No, thank you guys. And folks, just a great opportunity for you to maybe pause this and take a breather. How about that? (laughs) When's the last time you did that? (laughs) Right. It's true. Yes. And I mean, well, we just spent some time technology before our podcast. And so we're trying to figure things out (laughs) with our stress brain. So it is hard to go, hey, Another simple thing you can do live time, even now, Saul, and listeners you can do is just take a minute, even if you're driving, to feel your feet and your seat because our busy brains, all that energy is up here. So you want to actually go to the opposite end of your body. And that's where we feel more grounded as 
And it takes a while for your body to start to go, oh, really? Well, let me Mm. put some attention down there. And then your heart rate will start to slow. Your breathing will slow. Your brain will come back online. And so you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness it created it. So slowing down actually brings more of your brain online, higher consciousness. Like Susan was saying, it starts to operate as less compartmentalized, more as a holistic brain. That's fantastic. Go ahead, Susan. You were about to say something. Well, I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, we're talking about this in terms of the individual impact on stress and how it plays out. But the other piece of this is that whatever kind of healthcare setting you're in, there is a tremendous amount of relational dynamics that need to be addressed and worked on. And these days, more than ever, you know, the emphasis is on how do you make a workplace inclusive so that people that are different can actually learn, develop, and acquire skills so that you can communicate better. And so one of the things, because you were saying, what have we been up to this year? This year, you know, we've always been offering and working with leaders, teams, and the healthcare industry across pretty much all spectrums. But we really love that work. But we realized a lot of times we're asking people to go offline and join us for a couple of days, which is great. But then it's hard for them to figure out this really isn't practical. How can we apply this over time so it we can't just pull people together all the time. And so we've now partnered with a platform that does asynchronous learning. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that people nice. on, on it. <laughs> which just means for those of you that it's different times. So we're yeah. all yeah. at different times. Yeah. So you may, it allows people on a team or within an organization to all be in a particular training over, say, a quarter or three months. Three months. And they're learning at their own rate. They have a Diane, maybe they have a partner or learning partner. There are activities that are involved where they do it as a team. There's all sorts of measurements and ways in which you can look at how you're progressing across what's referred to as a journey. And you get the opportunity to kind of pick your best learning style, but also be in a program across, not just for yourself, but for your team and for the whole organization wide. And To me, that's like really exciting because that's been the hardest thing for us is we may get to work with the leadership team, but we don't know how it ends up getting rolled out. And this is a way for us to actually track, is it taking root? Are people actually applying it and learning from it? And so that's really exciting for us. That's very exciting. Yeah, go ahead, Chris Marie. One of the things that why we even got introduced to this, we were working with this woman who does, she was actually an executive And she was asked by this company, which the company is Rally. The website is Get Rally, R-A-I-G-E-T-R-A-L-I. And And that's the platform, right? Where 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 your course is. Yeah. And it was started by Larry Mole, who was like a chief learning officer at Motorola, some big names. And he would bring in trainings and then he'd be like, ah, they didn't make the change, the behavioral change. Like, what do I need to do? And so he wanted to develop a process through which people could learn over time in a community at Mm. different times, but holding each other accountable, sharing learnings, and it drives behavioral change so much more. So it integrates the learning Mm -hmm. in the human so that they are actually behaving differently and you can measure how they're behaving differently. And that was really, and so this woman who we'd worked with, Larry asked her, what was the most impactful work that you did? And she said, the beauty of conflict, because I didn't know how to deal with conflict. I didn't know what I was oh, wow. doing and what yeah. I wasn't. That's and, pretty cool. 
Yeah, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) we were happy. So that's how we got introduced. And it actually took us a year to put our content because it's evolved even since book, all this stuff Mm -hmm. around stress. And then also it's how do you have meetings? How do you actually speak up to power? We put in tools around that or how do you hold each other accountable? So there's a personal component, there's a relational component, and then there's a business organizational component. Mm-hmm. How are you dealing day to day with your coworkers, whether they're higher than you or in having these conversations? And, I mean, the good side is, I mean, not only does the organization and the people involved get measurement, but we also get feedback. And, and so if something isn't working, either because of a particular group setting where, hey, we need to shift it, we can make adjustments over time to the curriculum so it works for the environment that it's in. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Actually, one of the things we did is we took a, because we work in healthcare, we took a healthcare example, a Zoom mm-hmm. meeting where a team is not operating well. Okay. And then some skills and they operate a little bit better. And then they get some more skills and they operate much better. But we have that as a live example throughout the journey in a medical facility. Mm-hmm. So we've oh, got nice. doctors there, technology people in there, project that's- managers. <laughs> I love it. And really, you know, it is about meeting people where they are. Everybody's so busy. You guys have come up with a nice, innovative way where people could access the content. And, you know, it's about consistency, right? Like consistency makes culture, whereas an event will inspire you to maybe do something about it. Back to Mm -hmm. like why they started this platform, right? And so I think you guys are on to something here. You guys are on to something. Well, and it can be scaled all the way down to the lowest level in it. Like an entire organization can get the same information and be going through this journey together, which is what you, you know, the consistency and the people are talking about it and applying it. And you see, oh, look at what they did. There's all these different ways they can share their learnings. Our first client is actually a clinic up in Canada that has adopted the journey. So we're kicking off at the start of the year. It's released the beginning of this month. And we're going to kick it off the beginning of next month. So we're very excited. Amazing. So if the folks listening are curious and they want to find out more, where can they go to find out more? So you want to go to GetRally, www.getrally.com. And then our journey is... It's it's under Teams. It's also under Leadership leadership. Development. Now, you can also get a link to it via our website. Which is www.thrivinc.com, Thrive Inc. Okay, great. So we'll have everybody check it out at thriveinc.com, right? And we'll definitely showcase it there. Folks, take a look at it as you think about what you're doing for your team in this new year. Helping with efficiency and the way that you communicate with each other is a huge thing. Helping with the way you talk to yourself is a big thing. And, you know, there's there's a lot going on right now. You yeah, know? I was just thinking, because, you know, there's so many reasons why we're passionate about this. But the other reason why I'm super passionate about this is because right now, with so many things going on, like geopolitically going on, and people have called, reached out to us saying, we're having conflict in the workplace. We can't be bringing this political stuff in or religious stuff in. How do we talk? And we're like, well, you can't not. You're going to have to find a way to create a place because this is the reality. The reality. It's like, COVID it's like a, and we're moving into a political year where all of those things are going to have big challenges yeah. in the workplace. And to pretend that people can just not bring any of that to work is actually another way to just create tremendous amounts of stress because, you know, it shows up in different, when people don't get the chance to talk openly about what's on their heart and mind, 
mm-hmm. it becomes something that creates all sorts of problems because it shoots out somewhere. It shoots out <laughs> yeah. somewhere. So aside from just what we believe is kind of a important for your business in general, this is also important for the hearts and minds of your people to be able to deal with their stress in a way that allows them to communicate, talk to each other, share things, even if they're radically different in perspectives, because that is not actually a problem. It can be an opportunity. Well, and we talk about tools to make it not a problem. I mean, that might intimidate somebody. Oh my God, we're going to talk about politics and religion in the workplace. But (laughs) it's more about helping people feel whole and having a space to talk about themselves Mm -hmm. and feel that connection, which creates inclusion and that creates wholeness. And then people lean in and work is done more easily and relationships are healed that way. Totally. And, you know, Susan, you mentioned, right, the geopolitical issues there's economic compression. There's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. And the conflict could come from the outside just as much as it can from the inside. Great to know yeah. you, there's a tool out there through you guys that we could use to help use that conflict to our advantage and navigate it. Yeah. And, and create help inside the individual, in the relationship, in the whole organization mm-hmm. and not have it be like people bracing against it because that creates division, toxicity, and we even call it organizational cancer when, you know, it makes little yeah. weird things grow when people can't really deal with things directly. Mm-hmm. I love that. So if you had to point to taking a look at 2023, one big win that maybe you wanted to share that the listeners could also get a lot out of, what would it be? That's a good question. Mm. I would say for myself, I would say that, and this is kind of even coming back to the beginning, my own personal stress response. I did not realize how my driven nature really created suboptimal performance for myself, my relationships. And so I have had to learn to slow down, pause. I added meditation to my Mm. practice in a much deeper way. And, and what that, so I have a base in the meditation, but it also in the day helps me, wait a minute, do I actually want to say that right now? Mm-hmm. Do I actually need to run to the meeting? Because I, I physically run. Can I get off five minutes early so I can actually take care of my needs before I get on the next Zoom call? Because that totally. Zoom call, Zoom call, that creates a fire in the brain. So I become much more sensitive to what's happening for my brain. And I think that's created more capacity it's actually created more capacity for me and better relationships and results and happiness. So that's awesome. That's a great call out. <laughs> by you, Susan? Uh, well, you know, I mean, that was why I was excited to talk about this journey because it really is something that I've always, I am such a believer that people learn when they actually can take something and apply it over time. And I'm so excited that now that's something that it was a lot of work to get together. I, I don't like being on video and on the screen and putting on makeup and all this stuff. But I, you know, um, the price we went to Atlanta to film twenty-six short little videos, and we thought there'd be a guy in a camera. Oh my gosh, there was like fifteen people. It was like a whole set, Hollywood set. Wow, we were, look at you which guys. Really fun. <laughs> but, I got to see I, some of those pictures. Those are really nice pictures. Those are really nice pictures. But I think for me, I'm just really, um, now that it's going out in the world and the amount of teamwork and effort that went into making this something that I think really does make the work that I, I'm very passionate about sustainable and available 
to more than just people in a particular leadership role or a, it kind of can go across an entire organization and people take it home. Mm-hmm. And it's such a night, you know, I'm like excited about that. Yes. Using the skills um, at home. Yeah. Like with your son. Yeah. With your wife. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, so then this is now available to consumers. Like a consumer can sign on to the platform. Yes. Well, what well, can happen is we'll, it's usually an organization will purchase a certain number of licenses. What they can do is they can check out the video so they get a sense, a feel for it. And then we can do a demo and then they can have, we can give them guest credentials so they can check out the showcase, which is what we gave you, Saul. So it's a, like yeah. a little mini version. It's And so they get a, oh, this is how it's going to be. And we can show them the back end. And then we would talk about how you can apply it for your organization. That's fantastic. Folks, it's definitely worth checking out. And in the show notes, we will leave a link to Thrive Inc. So you could check it out there. It'll be clear where you go, where you check that out. So make sure you check that out because now's the time. Now's the time to do it. And really awareness is the big thing. Like I'll share with you guys, for me, it was this year I went all in on Outcomes Rocket and it was this awareness for me. And this is a theme, I think, of our podcast today. The need to be more disciplined about certain things. You know, when everything is on your plate, being disciplined about those key drivers, I realized I was lacking some of that because mm-hmm. I used to have, I used to be part of a large organization, right? Mm-hmm. So there was shared accountability to now, oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. oh, that fell through the cracks again. <laughs> yep, yep. So I uh, love that uh, you guys have brought this energy to our conversation today, these resources. As people seek you out and they're looking to kind of be challenged and encouraged, what would you leave them with as a closing thought? For me, and I have one other thing after that, but I, sure. for me, I would say how you've dealt with conflict in the past and how you have felt, which most people have felt, ugh, does not need to be how you're going to deal with conflict in the future. You can have more of a sense of empowerment and safety inside of yourself and the ability to speak up and feel heard and influence your world much more than you right now, my hunch is, think that you can. That's mine. I love that. Mm -hmm. And mine would be, I mean, uh, the thing that I would say is, to me, if you want to create a sense of freedom and possibility in your life, you really have to learn to be what I call response-able. And that doesn't mean responsible for everything, which I think Mm -hmm. perfectionistic over zealous people think. Response-able means I can actually respond in the moment to what is in front of me. And most of the time, it's not as frightening as you think. Mm. Fear is just projecting it into the past or projecting it into the future. And the present moment has all the possibility and freedom in it that you could ever imagine. But you have to show up there. That's a hard place to get to. So but it's that's, worth it. But we, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And we... Yeah. And I wanted just to say this journey can apply like the clinic we're doing is a smaller clinic, like 20 people to 10,000 people. Yeah. So it's It's very scalable. I wanted to let people know we are going to be doing a webinar on both Rally and the Beauty of Conflict journey on February 7th at 11 Pacific noon mountain. And, and we'll put a, and all the other time zones, <laughs> and we'll put a link to how you can sign up for that in the show notes, hopefully. And, so and just to add, the cool thing yeah. about this particular day, we'll have some folks there from Rally, we'll be there, but we're also bringing in 
Do you have two clients who are going to talk about how they've been doing this work and what they've gotten out of it too? I think it's going to be a neat webinar. So it's like a panel discussion. I love it. Sounds like a great resource. And we will definitely add that to the list of things that folks could take advantage of. Today, it's been about awareness. It's being conscious in the moment and using your tools. So folks, take advantage of this tool that Chris, Marie, and Susan have shared with us today. We'll leave links for it in the show notes. I can't thank you enough. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's called, I don't know if we said, it's called The Beauty of Conflict Journey. Yeah. So that's what people conflict. are looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? it. it's, <laughs> it's way cooler than this tool. <laughs> Beauty of Conflict Journey, folks. Make sure you check it out. Chris, Marie, and Susan, thank you both so much for sharing it with us and for sharing a little piece of your year with us here today. Oh, oh, Saul, you know we're fans, so we really appreciate being on your show. Yes. We love the work. We love you guys too. So really appreciate you guys. Stay in touch. Okay. Okay.